Some of you walked in here this morning and you forgot, and some of you are guests and you're like, oh, this is the Sunday, this is the family meeting. Ah, yeah, just kind of business stuff. And if that's the way you feel, I'm sorry about that, but we do every year, we, we take one uh, Sunday and try to focus in on kind of where we are as a church and, and the thing that we want to emphasize coming up in the new year. And we're not on top of our game to be able to do that in January 1, so we have to wait till February 4 to be able to do that. But that's, that's what you're here for. I'm going to hopefully get to some form of a sermon a little bit later, okay? But at the beginning, uh, this, is, this is probably not going to feel much like a sermon, but I hope to wrap a, a bow on it at the end and really focus us on uh, kind of a theme in one word actually here at the end. But uh, we do want to talk about uh, Centennial Church and what, what uh, we dream of for Centennial Church uh, this morning. So it's actually been a big week. Uh, it is a big week in our lives and it started out earlier in the week with the groundhog that popped his head up and said, ah, oh, more winter. Doggone it. Who wanted that? As if we need more of that and more sickness. I, I hope that uh, people are, are not here this morning, not because they, th- they heard it was a family meeting, but I hope it's because they're sick. Not that I want to wish people to be sick, but, <clears throat> or maybe they got tickets to Minnesota and they're on their way to some. So this week we, we saw the groundhog pop his head out. We also on Tuesday night heard our president give the State of the Union address. And this afternoon, many of us will invest about four hours of time, if not watching the football game, at least watching the commercials, right? Uh, If you don't care about the game, it's okay because the best part is the commercials. People in Texas are not interested in this game. Some people with their uh, jerseys on are this morning. But why why do I bring those things up, okay? I'm just sorry to call you out in church, Julie. God forgive you. Um... Why do I bring those things up? Because uh, you may not be interested in uh, the state of the union. You may not be interested in what some fable about a a groundhog. And you may not give two hoots about the Super Bowl. But I think what we do in this hour this morning and what we talk about, God's concern for Centennial Church is more important, get this, than the state of the union. God, I do believe that God has especially shed his grace upon our land. I do believe that. I mean, I'm a patriot. Um, But I believe that God has shed his blood for the church. And I believe that no matter what happens in the world, no matter what happens in our nation, what happens in our church and through our church is more important than what even happens in our nation. That our loyalty and and God's uh, primary vehicle in this world is not nations, but it's his church. Internationally, cross-culturally, all around the world, God cares what's happening, not just on Sunday morning, but certainly on Sunday morning. God cares about this little piece of his church, this little part of the kingdom right here at Coyton, Lebanon in Frisco, Texas, and what we're doing for him and how we're worshiping him. And it makes, uh, it makes much more difference in the world than four hours of football or funny commercials. It, what we do in this one hour is way more important than the hours that we will leisurely watch uh, later this afternoon, perhaps. Amen. 
God cares about his church. He loves his church. He shed, Jesus shed his blood for the church. And he cares that we are gathering here this morning in his name. And he cares about what we are about together in our community and even beyond this community into the world. So it's important what we're doing here this morning. It's important what we're doing as a church family. Our mission has not changed as a church. Our mission in 2018 is the same as our mission in 2017. It's to see lives centered on Jesus Christ. And we have four kind of strategies, four kind of components that we think that help make that happen. This morning, we want to talk a little bit nuts and bolts, and we need our, our congregation's input and involvement and in getting where we want to be in 28 and 2018. And here's, here's the good news this morning, okay? Here's the good news. Well, first, the bad news. The bad news is if you want to advertise tonight in the Super Bowl, it will cost you $5.5 million for every 30 seconds. Can you believe that? Five and a half million dollars per 30 seconds. I said that so that you'll know that when we present our annual budget to you in a minute, <laughs> and that we only need a mere $650,000 to do God's work, you're going to be like, that's easy. I'll write that check right now. I kid. But that is the cost. Let me just let's say that this morning. And we need your response. And most of all, we need your involvement in that. We're increasing our giving budget this year by, by about 7% over what we collected in 2017. The cost to do ministry here for you and me is $650,000. Let me tell you about the opportunities that we have. The opportunities that we have, of course, are to reach the kids, which many of our people are serving in the back. Our mission field even begins here. Uh, but our mission doesn't just happen here on Sunday mornings. Uh, in fact, uh, we don't just have eight or nine missions partners. We have as many mission partners as we have people in this room this morning and people that aren't even here this morning, people that slept in because they heard it was a family meeting. Uh, what I want Centennial Church uh, to be about is not just a, a great, nice, emotional gathering on Sunday mornings, although that's important. And this gathering, this one hour that we gather this morning is way more important than four hours later this afternoon. For many of us, it's, it's what keeps us going. I used to I used to pounce on people that just talked about, uh, you know, church being just kind of a, a feel-good pep rally. But uh, the more I go through life, the more I'm like, I need some Jesus pep about every week, if not more often, right? This gathering is not something that we uh, take lightly. And God has promised, as we'll talk about this in a minute, God has promised to move mirac miraculously, supernaturally, as his people gather and praise him. So we gather for worship and we also scatter for mission. So our missionaries are not just the people on our website, but our, mission, our missionaries are all our members, our, our ministers and missionaries sent out to make a difference. We don't just make a difference on Sunday mornings as we worship together, ministering to one another, but we make a difference as we go out into our worlds. You, through Sunday morning, through community groups, through Bible studies, you, our aim is to equip you not just to be ministered to, but to go out and minister to other people. And we want to increase that. We want to do that with greater effectiveness in 2018 than we did 
than we have done in years past. And uh, we also have some opportunities in 2018 that I think uh, position us for greater impact in ministry than perhaps we've had in years past to do things that uh, will help reach more people that will help us have a, a greater impact. One of the things that we've been working on, if you were here a year ago, we talked about uh, how one of our goals in 2017 was to sell a piece of our property to enable us to have some cash flow and to pay down some debt and do some, some other things. Uh, we didn't meet that goal in 2017 in terms of closing on the property, but the exciting thing that we get to report to you this morning is that we are very close to closing on that piece of property, and we're going to talk more about that as we go on here. But over the course of 2017 and even actually on into 2016, we uh, met with an architect to kind of come up with, with what our needs would be, what we perceive God may want to do in the future of Centennial Church. And so we have kind of a master plan here. And uh, just to give you a little orientation, um, this is Coit Road right here. This is our existing uh, worship facility right here in white. Uh, that's what we have. That's all we have on our property right now. You know, we have a little uh, temporary office building exist right over here right now. But we thought it would be wise to uh, figure out what we might want to do, how we could dream of what God could do with our property um, here. What this picture doesn't show you is the property that we hope to sell, and that property is just to our south. There's about almost nearly three acres to our south here that we've been marketing, um, and it looks like we might be able to close on that south parcel by the middle of March, perhaps, middle or end of March. Let me tell you what that does for Centennial Church. Um, if you were to meet with our elder team, and I should probably introduce all our elders here at some point, but if you were to meet uh, for counseling or whatever, and we were just to talk with you about um, your life and your marriage, one of the things that really burdens people uh, is debt and your mortgage and things like that, right? And we would encourage you to uh, stay out of consumer debt and things like that. The debt is not, uh, debt is not always our friend, most of the time, not our friend. Uh, we have had a monkey on our back as a church in terms of debt uh, really since we moved into this property, uh, honestly. And so uh, more than $10,000 of our budget per month is for our mortgage. If we are able to sell in March this, again, it's not on this picture. We'll show you some later that have this and don't need to go there now. But um, if we're able to sell this piece of property that's, that's right now listed for $1.4 million, we would be able to use a vast majority of that money to pay down our mortgage, which would increase the cash flow that we have for ministry. And we think that's just wise to be able to get that monkey off our back pay down our debt and be in a better uh, place to impact our community and one another. Uh, we do have some immediate needs. We have some things that we want to improve around here. We got to pay the mortgage. We also got to keep the house uh, running and, 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 and looking decent, right? So there are some things that we want to do uh, in the future 
uh, as we have better cash flow. We're not going to go out and do these things tomorrow. We're going to come back to you as a church family when this land sale uh, closes, and we're going to ask for your input uh, in our direction on some of it. But some of the things that we dream about doing um, are we need, we, we do have a need for more student space, believe it or not, for our middle school and high school. They have no dedicated space for themselves. And for many years, we wanted a uh, youth center. If you look at our, our master plan here, uh, the master plan calls for a youth center up here. If you're having trouble reading this, um, that's uh, a, a youth center. We have a phase one, if you will, that uh, if money allows an expansion and the, the, the church grows, we could add uh, classroom and youth space right here onto this part of it. Is that the west? The west side of our building right here. We also have plans for expanding our preschool classrooms, and that would be available for our, our, our preschool. This is a, a walkway covered walkway going around here, this playground. Uh, this is a, a very cool kind of porch, uh, covered porch area. And this is open play area, lots of grassy uh, space here that eventually communicates the kind of church that we are that's uh, genuine community that allows people to drive by and say that those are people that do life uh, together. Uh, so that's all I'll, I'll talk about right now, but we, we do have this desire for more uh, space for our adults as well as students. There's some other updates that we'd like to do uh, very quickly, and that is we need an, up, an updated security system. The security system that was put in this facility is now 15 years old. That's ancient technology, and we have a lot of kids here, and we have a preschool four days a week, and we just need to do some updates to just, this is the world we live in, unfortunately. So we want to uh, spend some money uh, at some point soon updating our security. If you notice, as you drove in this morning or other days, we have about five light poles that are missing in our parking lot. And if you've been up here late at night, you know it tends to be a little dark on that one side. There was a large storm in 2017 that blew down. We have not replaced those yet because we haven't felt it prudent where we were financially, but we need to uh, replace those. One of the really cool things that happened in 2017 is that we were able to partner with a soccer club. And so if you've been, uh, if you've been looking at the back 40, you know that we have a soccer club that's now using some of our property. And uh, they are also tithing to our church. So uh, I don't know if you call it tithing if you're a soccer club, but they are, they are uh, contributing to our operating uh, budget. Our, our next uh, Addition plans, uh, if God is to grow our church, don't affect that soccer field so we can continue to rent uh, to them for uh, five years. But they have also offered to help us pay for those light poles, part of the uh, cost of those light poles because they're out here in the evening. So that's a great thing. Um, in addition to our security system, we also need to do some work. Uh, the AV system that we have here, the wiring and the speaking and the video equipment. Don't go look at our video equipment back there because you'll think you went back to 1991, uh, high-8 cameras. But anyway, we need to do some audio and visual uh, improvements. We'd also like to get rid of the 15-year-old uh, the carpet that's here and 
have that match the stained concrete that's out in our lobby. We have um, a need for sound panels in the back. Our audio system has never worked uh, properly because of the lack of sound panels in this auditorium. Those are uh, kind of nice bells and whistles, but all things that we could do if we get this monkey off our back that is closing um, on this property that will allow us either to use that cash flow for some of these improvements, use that cash flow uh, to increase our ministries, missions, things like that. But those are some of the housekeeping things that we would like uh, to do here in the future, okay? In addition to that 2.75 acres, if you put the uh, master plan back up, Eric, in addition to that 2.75 acres that we have down here, once this sells, we have a little strip. It's less than an acre up here. It's basically, north. there's a trash dumpster right here. There's a little uh, place that the architect and the city we've worked to get this commercially zoned where we could have a medical offices uh, building. Someone could buy this, you know, 0.9 acre of property, which could also bring us close to a million dollars in revenue if we were to sell that northern piece of property. So you know if you add those two things up, we're looking uh, at being able to uh, get completely out of debt soon. We owe $1.9 million on this property that's worth nearly $5 million, uh, or at least free up cash flow to be able to do uh, more ministry or some of these improvements that we want to do. It's feeling like a business meeting, isn't it? Okay, so uh, we will get to the scripture. I want to invite my friend and brother Scott Holtz up here. He's going to kind of walk us through uh, what we're asking. Uh, he, he fell asleep there momentarily. Uh, what we're asking of you for 2018 in terms of our uh, budget and your um, involvement in the budget. You need a microphone. Thanks, Roscoe. Okay, I'm kind of nervous, uh, so bear with me. I'm nervous because um, my uh, super talented uh, daughter, the musical theater major, is here today, and I know she's going to critique my performance. So, y'all be nice to me. So, uh, Eric, if you could put up that uh, that little budget slide, we just want to touch really quickly on, you know, the high-level uh, numerical analysis of where we're headed. Um, I always say, you know, I know, I know that 95% of y'all could not care less about this number stuff. And then the other 5%, you know, they want to know like what the average utilities cost per square foot compared to last year is. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to be available, um, after the service today for anybody that wants to dig in further. Um, um, the other thing I, I, I always try to say um, is that we are very committed to being transparent uh, with financial information around here and we try not to talk about it a lot but I, I want you to know that myself and the other elders and leaders here are always available uh, to answer questions and provide as much detail as we possibly can for anybody who has concerns or questions. So I just want to really quickly go through if you could focus on the uh, um, column on the left here these actuals this is just a really quick high-level recap of where we finished last year um, you see that we started the year with hundred and eighty four thousand dollars of cash in the bank 
Uh, we had giving of 606000 and other income, which is primarily uh, rental income from the church, Crosswalk Fellowship, that uses this, this building on Saturdays and our, and our um, preschool program. That's, that's that $79,000. We had um, staffing expenses, building expenses, uh, ministry and admin, which is just kind of the, um, you know, office cost and the um, paper and all the things it costs to run our different ministries, and missions giving of 25000 And then um, you see this uh, loan payment that Ross mentioned, almost $140,000, you know, lots of interest going out the door that we would love to see us be able to stop doing. Um, so that's why we're so excited about this potential land sale. So we actually finished the year uh, on our P&L uh, positive, $32,000. That allowed us to end the year with cash in the bank of, of $213,000. That little asterisk is just to remind me to say it's off a couple thousand dollars because of rounding and whatnot. But um, that's where we're at. Um, what we're looking for, as Ross mentioned, is this year to have an increase of $44,000 or 7% uh, about uh, in, in general giving. And um, while probably not everybody in this room is going to get a 7% raise this next year, um, the economy is doing well. Um, we do hope that we will have numerical growth from members in our church that can, uh, so we'll have more families giving. And... Um, you know, mainly we hope that we'll have additional spiritual growth like we saw indications of as the year progressed where people gave that had never given before. People gave more than they had ever given before. And we think that that's just a really healthy sign of a spiritual maturity that hope will continue as we dwell on the word, as Ross has mentioned already. Um, speaking of maturity, did y'all notice Ross's new accessory on the top of his head? Isn't that awesome? That was great. Um, sorry. Um, so uh, the 2018 budget, again, the, the, the highlights are the increase in giving. This other uh, uh, increase is primarily the uh, soccer club that uh, Ross had alluded to that's starting to pay us rental income for the usage of the field. Staffing, you can see, is going up significantly, and um, that's a twofold thing. One is that, um, you know, last year we had some significant turnover on our staff, and uh, so we had several months where we had holes that we were just pitching in and filling as best we can, and we have um, determined that the best possible way to fill those holes is primarily with full-time staff as opposed to cobbling together a bunch of part-time staff. And that's more expensive and comes with additional benefits that have to be provided. So our, our staffing, we want to be staffed for growth uh, that we believe we're poised to have as a, as a church. And uh, we feel like that that is a really important point of, uh, of where we're headed. Other than that, the building uh, is, is hopefully going to go down. We're not going to be doing any um, improvements uh, other than what Ross has alluded to that would come after the building sale and the reduction of the loan payment. Uh, the, the other things stay pretty static. Uh, I do want to highlight that we are, again, stepping up our commitment, as we'd like to do every single year, to, toward the mission field. We want to give a larger and larger percentage of our budget to our ministry partners, our mission partners around the world and around the country. So with that having been said, um, you know, our, our goal is to end the year neutral with a zero net P&L. 
the $650,000 gets us to there, we would finish with uh, the same amount of cash reserves, which would allow us to have a buffer for any emergencies or fluctuations from month to month. So that's the high level of budget. I appreciate the opportunity to go through it. Um, and um, we'll be around after the services if anybody has any additional questions. Thank you. Um, let's just do, I think we might have time here if I keep it brief, but um, just a couple of questions while you're here. Um, if you have questions related to what's, what's already be, been said, um, budget-wise or um, property sale-wise, we want to acknowledge uh, Doug Bartek has worked I would say tirelessly, but it is tiring, right? He's worked tiringly. Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, but anyway, Doug has put in many, many hours uh, getting this land uh, prepped to be marketed and sold and work with the buyers and the architects and all this thing. And so we're indebted to Doug for helping get us to this position. But uh, any kind of high-level or specific level questions, uh, we're going to be available after, too, for optional Q&A less or and you may be embarrassed to ask publicly. That's okay if nobody has any questions and it's all. Yes. Back in the back, Mr. Bowser. Um, I think that the bare minimum answer is that, as we would like to be, you know, a model that at least 10% tithe. So um, that's, that would be our bare minimum. Um, although we really believe that as a church that um, we want to continue to expand that and wherever God leads us in that, and we would like to be givers. So I do want to add. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love, you know, I, I think 10% is uh, minimal. You know, I'd love to see that get to more like 20 or 25 um, at some point. Um, I will say this. Uh, it, you know, it bothers me, the percentage that that is right now. It's a little over 4% of our budget. Um, I can say this, praise the Lord, that, you know, when we've been gradually increasing that um, every year, five years ago, it was less than 1%, sadly. Today, we're at four and some change. Um, so that's, I think, great movement and the desire to keep that going. Yes, Ron. Yeah, I think that ideally we'd like to see a combination of all those things. Numerically? Um, you know, we don't have a goal numerically. I mean, this auditorium, you know, will hold three or 400 people. We'd love to see it full, obviously. We'd love to see it. We have opportunities to reach our community. Um, one of the things that's super exciting, you know, um, this, this soccer membership or soccer club that we've talked about. I mean, I'm a former soccer dad, so I know those people are heathens. Um, <laughs> so, um, but seriously, I mean, what a great way to minister to people, you know, that are just showing up on our property. Um, we really are prayerfully hoping and excited about this land um, opportunity um, and the master plan that goes along with it. Um, I, we've said this in the past. I think this is okay to say that the guy who is buying this his dream is to build um, a, a monastery school that's targeted to um, Indian, mostly Hindu families, and it's going to be in our backyard. And so we think that we have an opportunity to use, and then we just want to be good stewards with this land. I mean, we're trying to figure out what's, how much is it enough, how much can we sell, how can we just maximize what God has given us. So I hope that's it.
somewhat of an answer for your question. Um, all, all that is a is a kind of a dream and a vision of how the place could ideally be maximized over time, and it's all driven by our growth. I mean, none of that would be done unless it was needed, you know. I mean, so I mean, it's multiple years for sure. Yeah, the first the first phase of it there, just in order, uh, if you go back to it, Eric, uh, would be well, that's a pin, but not a pointer. There you go. Um, if you can go back to that master slide, Eric. You this, uh, this would be the phase one that just extends to the west here of our existing building and gives us more classrooms, uh, student space, adult space, expansion of our preschool, things like that. Okay, um, let me just take one or two more, Michael uh, and then Stuart, and then uh, we need to open the word of God. Yeah, we you know do. how insurance companies are, man. They just Richard, do you want to talk about insurance companies? <laughs> yeah, they just especially ours. I think it's a good question. Yeah. I think I think when we looked at that, we were gonna have to go out of pocket like twenty to twenty five thousand dollars or something. Um, it was crazy. To, so yeah. Uh Stuart Jackson. Yeah, thanks, Stuart. We're we're uh, basically fully staffed <coughs> except for the worship leader that we'd like to hire, and so the budget that you saw. Um, would include a hire of a, of a worship leader um, sometime around the first quarter of the year. Um, we don't anticipate hiring any additional staff um, anytime soon after that, unless it was driven by just large growth. So, and I just would say one, one last thing is that the budget that we showed um, really doesn't reflect any impact of the land sale. That was as if the land sale doesn't happen. And so um, all of the savings and debt pay down and opportunities after that would be in addition to what you see there. So we'll have a regroup if uh, you guys could continue to pray for that thing to close. Okay, thank you, Scott. And if you have further questions, uh, feel free. We're gonna have it. We'll break, and then we'll have a little five-minute intermission. We'll come back here if you can stay. If you want your kids to stay uh, with the child care workers, you need to go back and tell the teacher and then come back in here if that makes sense, okay? So uh, open your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3, and I'm going to whiz through um, the most important piece of this morning, Okay. Colossians chapter 3, and we're just going to look at one passage and really one word. Well, I lied. We're going to look at more than one passage, but uh, we're going to focus on one passage and one word. Can I do this in 10 minutes? Probably not, but here we go. In 2017, we had 17 goals that we set out to accomplish. If you want to know how we did on those goals, we encourage you to go uh, to our website that's going to be linked uh, on the app, centennialchurch.com backslash 2018, okay? And we'll give you an update on how we did. We accomplished 12 of our 17 goals in 2017. What we want to do in 2018 is focus 
upon one word, one idea, all year long. One word, one idea. And we find that word all throughout Scripture, but we find it where I want to take us just briefly this morning is Colossians chapter 3. We find it in verse 16, and that word is dwell. Dwell. That's our theme for 2018. That's where we really uh, want to hone in, and we're going to be tracing that concept, that idea, through the book of Acts. Next week, we're going to start a series in uh, the New Testament book of Acts, which talks about how God started and, and expanded his church. And what we see in Acts was this amazing dwelling of God with his people, okay, to dwell. I'll find that, I'll define that in just a second, but just read along with me verses 14 through 17, and uh, I'll just make a few comments. Verse 14, and above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Verse 16, here it is, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I think that's a really good picture, a really good synopsis of what it looks like to center lives on Jesus Christ. And right there in the middle of it, in verse 16, is that word, dwell. To dwell. And I put together several different definitions to come up with this definition of, of the word, dwell. To live or stay as a permanent resident, to linger over, emphasize, or ponder, to keep the attention directed, to dwell. And what is amazing is that the emphasis of Scripture is not actually so much on our dwelling in God, though there is that aspect, abiding, dwelling in God, but what's really amazing is that God comes and dwells with us. And man, that is powerful. And I don't think we know yet the power that we have in God dwelling within us personally and dwelling within us as a family. And as we worship, you know that the Bible says that, that God inhabits the praises of his people. He dwells and inhabits the praises of his people. And one of the things that that verse talks about is how you teach one another through psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And one of the goals we have in 2018 is to have a full-time worship pastor. And one of my hopes in 2018 is at the end of 2018, we sing louder than we sing right now. And more joyfully. And not just because there's more people in the room, but because we sense God among us and in us. Because here's, here's what I know. Here's what I know we need. We don't just need more seats. We, just need, we don't need more buildings. We don't need more money. What every person in this room needs and what our community needs is God. Is God dwelling among us. And before we get sidetracked with growth or buildings or all that things, what I want us to emphasize in 2018 is God dwelling among us and us letting the word of God dwell in us 
richly. We're in, I think we're in a season of pain in our church. Bob prayed for the Miles. I've loved the way I've seen our church family surround the Miles family in this time. The Whelans lost their apartment to a flood. I love the way I saw this small church family gather around a family and and, uh, support them and give them gifts and provide for their needs. Yesterday, I just this this picture of God's body at work helping a young lady among us, a single mom with four young kids, move. And eight or nine guys show up and move all that furniture and boxes. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. Man, this is loving people, having the word of God dwell in us so that it transforms us makes us servants of others, the lost, the lonely, the hurting, the outcast, that are are among us here too. I'm thankful that God is just bringing and we are beginning to be honest about our hurts. You know, I think our series, Anxious for Nothing, brought about a sense of honesty among our brokenness that I hadn't seen before in our church family. That, man, we are worried and sad and prayer request and grief. And I don't mean, mean to be a downer. I just mean to say that that's real. And what people need from a church is not just incredible, lavish programs and TV screens and awesome children's uh, you know, play equipment and all that stuff, but what we ultimately need, what our hearts long for what you and I want is God himself. And he says that he dwells within us. And he says that he dwells especially as we gather together in worship. One word, dwell. In the Old Testament, as Solomon constructed this temple that was to be the dwelling place of God. They dedicated this temple and uh, Solomon's words as he dedicated it, he says, but will God indeed dwell with man on earth? Like, is God really going to dwell with man? The God who's in the heavens, behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you, God, much less this house I have built. It was inconceivable that God would be present among them. And yet, when Jesus comes in his ministry, John 1.14 says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And it tells us, Paul tells us in Colossians chapter 2, that the fullness of deity dwelt in Jesus. And then it tells us in 1 Corinthians and Romans 8 and other places that if you have believed in Jesus, you've placed your trust in Jesus, that the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And Ephesians 2.22 says that our church, that as a people, we are being built together into a dwelling place for God. And so our heart's desire in 2018, beyond expansion, beyond new stuff, And house improvements is that this would really be a year that the word of Christ dwells in us 
And we sense in new and fresh and powerful ways God dwelling among us. That's what we need. That's what every soul in this room this morning really wants. God dwell among us. I want to suggest as we go into 2018 that 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 word kind of just be thrown around in your community groups, in your Bible studies, as you meet for people with coffee, that you talk about the concept of dwelling and dwelling in God's word and, and God dwelling among us. I also want to suggest that every gathering that we have, the most important piece of that gathering in addition to God's word is to be prayer. That God would make us a more prayerful church in 2018. And our very sparsely attended prayer meetings on Thursday nights are probably, I probably shouldn't say probably, are the fuel of God's work in and amongst us. And I want us in 2018 to be fueled by God through prayer. Isn't that what you want? It's what I want. I'm, I'm in a place in my walk with Jesus when I say, Jesus, come. Move powerfully. Transform my heart. Transform my old habits. Dwell in me with power. I'm in, we're in this neat phase uh, in our home where my oldest he wants a dad. Where's dad? When's dad going to be home? Dad, can we play? Dad, can we throw the football? And it's this new recently. He wants to be with his dad. And for some of you, that hits a soft spot because dad's not around. You didn't have dad. And that's just all the more reason to press into a church family and have adoptive moms and dads, right? But here's a question I want to close with you. Do you want to be with dad? And do you want to have a church that allows the Holy Spirit to dwell among us in power? And do you want to take steps in 2018 with me and the leadership of the church to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly? Would you pray with me? Father God, I, I think you want to do something special in Centennial Church. And God, I pray that we wouldn't hold you back from that. I pray that I wouldn't hold you back from that. That we would not quench your spirit. Lord, that we would be all in. Lord, you're our greatest desire. You're our heart's desire. And I, I pray that here at Centennial Church, through these beautiful people, you would dwell among us in 2018 in just a way that you haven't in the past. We pray that not only for our edification and our spiritual walk with you, but we pray that for the name and glory of Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen.
Good morning. My name is Dan Earhart. I'm one of the elders here at the church. And I hope that you noticed the consistency from the time you came in until the time as we, as we get up to leave. You know, Richard started by saying, we have all of these opportunities for you to come and get into God's word. And the reason for that is not that we will get smarter. That's not helpful, actually, as it turns out. The reason is that we personally know what it means when God's word gets into us. And so that in those troubled times, we don't just hold on to this idea or this philosophy or, or, or we hold on to a living God who throughout time, after creating the universe, has desired to be with his people. Isn't that awesome to think about? Like, get your head around that for just a second. That the one who spoke the universe into existence stands at the door and knocks. Revelation 3.20 or 21, I can never remember which it is. He stands at the door and knocks. And whoever hears his voice and opens up the door, Jesus Christ himself will come in and he will make his dwelling place among you. Who could use a little bit more of that kind of time? And so this year, what we want to focus on is, again, not getting smarter, but getting more intimate, dwelling, abiding, being with the creator of the universe, the savior of the universe who wants to dwell with us. Will you open the door? Will you hear his voice? I'm going to tell you, he's knocking. Would you pray with me, please? Lord God of heaven, we stand in awe that you, you who are all-powerful and speak the universe into existence, who takes, you take nothing and you make it into something, that you would care for flesh and blood I am reminded of, of King David's prayer. Who is man that you would be mindful of him? And yet, Lord God, you have been so mindful of us that you demonstrate your love for us in giving us your son. And he who gave up his own son for us, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things that you have given us, Lord God, all things. And forgive us, Lord, that in our grasping at all things, we have forgot to seek you and to seek your face. And so we ask you, Lord God, to forgive us that your spirit would come and take up a new residence with us, that fresh fire, Lord God, would fall and that we would know your presence and know your goodness and know your power and know your presence and know your peace. Lord God, let this not be a mantra or a rallying cry. Let this be reality that you, O oh God, have chosen to dwell with us, your people, not because of anything good we have done, but because you love us with an everlasting love. Help us, Lord God, not only in 2018, but for all the days that we have breath, 
to make our dwelling place with you. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.